And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast, friends. I am your host, Delaney Swift, and today it's just you and I. It's just a one-on-one solo episode And to be quite honest with you, I actually really love solo episodes because I really just feel like I can talk to you guys. I feel like they end up being more of the vulnerable, brain dumpy type of episodes where I'm just getting a little bit deeper. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy them. I enjoy just getting to like talk and feeling like I'm telling my life story and feel like I'm connecting even though I'm not talking to anyone, but I feel like I really am. So today I wanted to do some pop of culture because we have not really been doing our pop of culture segment as frequently. We sprinkle in some pop culture references here and there and pop culture news, but there's been a lot going on recently. And I wanted to just talk about some things going on in pop culture, whether it's reality TV, pop culture news, Taylor and Travis updates, but there's a lot happening right now, I feel like. There's a lot happening on Bravo television, so if you're a Bravo stan, stick around. There's a lot of new shows going on right now. We have Real Housewives of New York. Just um, the I think the reunion has one more, one more episode, but the reunion is wrapping up. We have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills back. We have Salt Lake City still going on. We have Southern Charm airing right now. And I think that's it. Those are like the main ones that I feel like I really care about or that I watch the most. So there's a lot going on in that sphere. And there's a lot going on with Taylor and Travis, with um, Kim Kardashian, with Matthew Perry just passing away. There's so much happening that I want to chat about. But before I do that, I just want to say there's been a lot going on in my personal life too in, in a good way, in a positive way. I posted a video, like I told you, on at the end of September, like the last last week of September, I posted a video about Taylor and Travis. And I basically said, you know, as Taylor Swift's cousin, this is my opinion on Taylor and Travis's relationship and, you know, what will happen. Totally, you know, sarcasm, but there was nothing really mean that I said in the video. I just said, like, I don't know if Taylor and Travis will be endgame but people like were not happy they were very mean to me in my comments for like they still kind of are they're starting to get nicer but anywho I just wanted to say so I have gained around like over 5,000 followers since I initially started talking about Taylor and Travis and I went into TikTok just kind of wanting to play around, wanting to see if I could like see what it was all about. And then I started to want to grow. So I would go into like making these videos, wanting to grow. And every once in a while, like I would do, okay, I'm going to post at least once a day, every day for 30 days, or I'm going to post three times a day a day for X amount of days. Like I would always give myself these little initiatives and goals around TikTok, like smart goals around TikTok. And I never really had like, I don't want to say like a strategy, but because I would try so many different types of strategies and different things, but I never really had, 
a niche, I guess. And I tried multiple different things, but just nothing ever really stuck. And I started to get like down on myself, but I just knew that I always wanted to be consistent because not only was it a fun creative outlet for me and something I loved doing, but also I just knew that I wanted to like continue with my goal of like someday being a full-time podcaster, being a like doing social media and just expressing myself through that creative outlet and I just knew I wanted to be consistent because that was important to me and I knew that like no matter what even if all of my videos were a flop and people hated on me and left mean comments or my like friends and or people in my personal life made fun of me I just knew I was always going to at least commit to being consistent on something and in a creative outlet because I knew that someday one way or another it would pay off And I'm not saying that I'm all of a sudden, you know, an influencer and making money off of this, but I have almost 7,000 followers on TikTok. Well, I have like 6,500. So I'm just rounding up. But to me, like that is more than I've ever had on any platform. I've done YouTube. I obviously have a podcast and I'm loving having a podcast and I just can't wait to grow this and make it even better. Have better guests. I can't wait to expand and someday hire someone to edit my videos, edit my stuff for my podcast Instagram page and help grow this even more and devote more and more resources to it as I save more money, as I grow. I just, I can't wait to continue pouring more into this podcast because I love it and I know I'm going to get better. I'm going to have better interviews. I'm going to be better at editing. I'm going to have better quality audio, audio. Like I just know that with time, like I'm just letting myself be bad at this and letting that be okay. Cause I'm not saying I'm bad, but I just, I think with everything in the past, like my YouTube, my Instagram, my former business, my, all of these efforts that I've tried and things that I've done have felt like a quote unquote failure, but they've just been getting me one step closer to what like, I don't know. I'm just one step closer. I don't know. I don't even know to what, because I'm not saying that there's an end goal, but my point is that I have tried so many different avenues. I've tried multiple different Instagram accounts. I've tried posting on Instagram. I've tried TikTok, YouTube. I had the podcast. I've tried creating a business. Like I have, I've had blogs, multiple blogs in the past. I've really done it all. And it's always, I've always looked for a creative outlet and that's always been important to me. Like no social media could be even, let me reword that. If no social media was popular, like there's no outlets that were popular. If it wasn't cool, I would still probably be doing this or be doing something similar because I just love having an outlet to express myself. As a lot of people probably know, I grew up doing theater, dancing, acting, And just like wanting to express myself creatively, no matter what, like that is my ultimate dream and goal is just to be able to express myself in the truest form, like make other people happy, entertain people, make other people feel connected and seen and heard and have just connection with people over these like mutual loves. Because I feel like I grew up always now I'm getting deep of course that this is I don't know how we're going down this rabbit hole but it's almost like I'm writing in my journal right now but I feel like I grew up never being like amazing at anything besides like probably just like talking to people connecting with people being 
great at making relationships. That was such a soft skill for me. Now I'm feeling like it's actually really coming out and I'm really noticing it and how powerful it really is. But the acting, the dancing, the singing, any sport I ever tried, um, like anything I ever did, I never felt like I was absolutely amazing at, that I was like the best at, that, you know, I was better than other people on my team or on my cast or whatever it was. And that like has stuck with me because I'm always just like now I'm it's in me that I'm like, okay, I just need to be consistent. And I I don't even, I don't need to be the best at something to be good at something. And if I do it more than once, if I keep doing it, if I stay consistent with it, like it will pay off. And just because I'm not the absolute best at something doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. It doesn't mean that I'm not good at it. So knowing that that's in the back of my head is just like always kind of driven me to want to be better and want to like continue to chase the things that I love. I don't know if this is making any sense, but if you've ever experienced like that feeling when you were a kid or even now where you're like, I just never really felt like I was really good at anything. Like I tried a bunch of things, but there was kids that were better than me. And that was a frustrating feeling. And I don't know. Like I didn't go to school. I didn't go to for college for sports. I was never good at any sport. I only made the lead like one time out of all of the plays or musicals I was ever in and just always kind of felt mediocre if I'm being honest. And I think that that's always like made me a little competitive because I'm like, I just want to prove myself so badly. But it also has like in recent years made me understand that I just need to be consistent. Like just you're not going to be the best at something or even good at something if you just never do anything or never try or never make small actions every day. And so being able to have that in the back of my head and remain consistent with the things that light me up has been, I think, a game changer because that's what almost every successful person has to do. And I'm not claiming to be successful, but this is all going to make sense here in a second, I promise. I'm looping it back around. But recently, with like blowing up on TikTok because of a couple couple videos and now finally growing and seeing numbers and seeing new followers every time I open TikTok has been extremely rewarding because I finally feel like I'm connecting with people. I'm getting engagement. I'm finding the people that love the same things as I do, which is like pop culture music, dance, TV, reality TV, movies, just like the entertainment pop culture landscape in general. And I'm finally seeing the efforts that I've had pay off. And I knew that like eventually it would come. Eventually I would start growing and eventually something would would click. And then I would just be able to like find what people like and how I can connect with people. And it's been so rewarding because like Daniel even said to me, he was like, you know, you deserve this because you have been so consistent. Like this didn't come overnight. You didn't just have one video that blew up and then all of a sudden now you're gaining some followers. Like you earned this because you have been posting videos pretty much every single day for years. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And I think that like if had I not 
had the idea in my head that like I'm going to be consistent no matter what and I'm going to be grateful no matter what and I'm going to try to center into my life and be present and appreciate the things that I have now and look around me and be like okay I appreciate my life then I don't know that like I would have had this mindset to keep going like literally a week or a couple weeks before sorry I just my nose is running a few weeks before maybe even less like a week before I posted this video that went viral I was saying to like my friend I was like I just I surrender I give up I'm going to keep being consistent but I'm not going to have any expectations over anything I'm so dedicated to this like this is what I I want this more than anything like I want to build a community that I feel connected to and and I don't care how long it takes basically like I was just surrendering and I think that that has such a big hand to play at when things really turn around for me like when you don't have this needy energy towards something and you just like believe that it will happen no matter what but just like give up control on how it happens that's when I think things really have always started to shift for me is any time in my life when I just surrender things have always had a massive shift for me when I accepted a previous job I had like just been like you know what I give up I surrender it worked out for me like when I um you know when I moved like there's been so many examples in my life of how I just like gave up control and then things massively shifted for me and again like I'm not claiming to have a hundred thousand followers and be this like massive influencer but I can finally feel myself growing and my goal is to have 10,000 followers by the end of the year because I just I I feel like I am I'm just excited I'm proud of myself I'm excited and I feel like I'm finally building a community the one thing I will say that's hard is like I've, I've been getting a lot of followers for any Taylor Swift video that blows up and then there's a couple others like there was a Harry Jowsey and Riley Arnold video that blew up there was a um, Miranda Cosgrove one about like the iCarly reboot there's been there's been some about other celebrities which I'm like loving talking about pop culture and sharing my interests with the people that are following me now but a lot of them have been like Swifties and I'm like a little scared because I'm like okay I don't know if I can talk about Taylor Swift like all the time so I am a little worried about that um because I think like on my TikTok I'm definitely coming across as like more of a like Taylor Swift fan than I actually am but like I am such a huge fan so I guess I shouldn't really like discount myself like I do love her so much but I'm not like one of like the crazy psycho Swifties it's just so funny because my actual nickname is Swifty like everyone calls me D Swift Swifty my mom calls me Swifty like that is my name but S-W-I-F-T-Y, not I-E. And I'm still fully delusional that, like, I am her cousin. Like, I know that one day we'll find out that we're related. Like, that's just in the back of my head. I just, I, I know it. I feel like we are related. Um, so stay tuned for the real, <laughs> the real download on that when it finally comes out. But, yeah, I'm a little nervous because there are a lot of people that are following me right now that are, like, following me from my Taylor Swift videos and I'm like I hope these people are picking up on like the sarcasm of it all it's just funny because I'll I'll put in like air quotes and I put in quotes like on my Instagram bio the internet's cousin in quotes and um have said like Gigi Hadid's my cousin and Miranda Cosgrove and Tom Holland and all these other people and some people just like aren't catching on 
I think hopefully the people that are actually following me are. But the one thing I would hate to have is like a community that's not engaged. Like I would way rather have a community of 10,000 people that's super engaged and I feel very connected to and like they're my people than someone like having a million followers and having no engagement. So um, if you have any tips on that, feel free to let me know. But I think I'm going to start like, you know, engaging with people and seeing like why they follow me. And just I would love to just create content, create things that entertain, help people, make people feel happy and create things that people want to see at the end of the day. So anywho, I, I'm, I'm just I'm really happy and I'm proud of myself and I don't care if that's lame or cheesy and I don't care if it's not that big of a milestone that I have, you know, 6,500 followers. I'm proud of myself for the consistency that I've had. And now I just I'm doubling down and, and my goal is to post like three videos a day. And I know I need to start like repurposing on Instagram. And I know I need to step up my marketing for my podcast because it's a lot, y'all. I will say like it's it's a lot to, to like do the videos and edit the videos and repurpose. Like no wonder people hire hire staff or hire people or hire a assistant for it. And I'm that's my goal one day. But yeah, I, I hope to do that very soon. And if you if you haven't followed, go follow me on TikTok. Go follow me on Instagram. I'm going to start posting pop culture content real soon on my Instagram. And it's really just been a lack of... It's probably been like fear a little bit on my Instagram because I know a lot of like my high school friends, college friends, like people that know know me are on there. And it's funny because like I have heard people saying like that they've... I can tell by the things that people are saying to me that they've talked about me in group settings or they've talked about me, you know, to their partners or their friends or whoever it is. And I can tell that like by the way that they're saying it to me that they've either talked about me in not like a good light or it would be something that I wouldn't want to hear. But it's so funny. Like I thought I would care about that, but I just don't. Like the more I express myself truly and post about the things I really care about and love the less I care about what people think of me because it's working like I'm I'm moving and shaking I'm getting traction I'm getting a community like I know that I'm finding people that have the same interests as me and I don't care how I get it I'm not harming anyone I'm not being rude I'm not being nasty I am you know I'm making jokes I'm talking about people I love in pop culture and giving my honest opinions on them but it's all in good fun. And I don't care what people have to say about it. Like, if you have anything negative to say, that's more of a reflection on you than it is on me. And it's just, I always thought that, I always knew this in like, in retrospect, like I knew this perspective, like, if people are talking about you, that's on them, that's not on you. And now I really feel it. Like, I just don't, I don't care. Like, if you are talking negatively about me, I don't want you in my life anyways. And you can follow me or not follow me or you can, you can hate follow me for all I care. Like, thanks for the, you know, thanks for the follow. But just don't ever let anyone make you feel a certain way about the things that you love. And now, like, the more I see people, like, posting on Instagram or posting on, you know, a certain platform or, like, doing things outside of the box, I'm like, wow, you're brave. Like, you're my people. And it makes me, honestly, like, in awe of people like that. I'm like, you know what? You're cool. Like, you know, you're 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 someone I'd want to be around. If you're trying anything outside of the box and and really going for it and putting yourself out there, you're someone I respect. 
and you don't have to do that like if you don't want to but I just have a newfound respect for people that put themselves in uncomfortable situations sorry I just burped I don't know if you could hear that but I'm not editing it out (laughs) um I know I've said this before but literally every time I get on a podcast recording like I don't know what it is but it makes me want to burp even more um maybe I'm not taking like full breaths when I'm speaking but anywho I have rambled long enough about this I just want to say I'm proud of myself and if you have something that you're interested in that you feel like is silly just who cares like let me empower you right now to go and do it and and grow and and let yourself mess up and make mistakes that is what life is really all about there's no time to waste if you're thinking about doing something a little outside of the box you don't know people say try it try it now and now let's get into some pop culture before I just talk your ears off completely about this but yeah please go follow me on TikTok if you want some pop culture content and you're into that um alrighty who's ready for a pop of culture all right first up I want to talk bravo so right now going on in bravo we have real housewives of new york that just ended their season they're in the reunion i think there's one more episode coming out the second episode of the reunion just came out um yesterday so sunday i'm recording this on a monday and my thoughts and opinions here they are okay so started out the season hating jessel love jenna um love aaron I like Uba, I like Bryn, and Sai I can't stand. So let, let's just, let's talk about that, shall we? I love Jessel now. Like, I, I, the whole Christmas tree, if you watched the episodes, basically, like, Jenna gifts, um, gifts Jessel and all the girls, for that matter, when they go away on this, like, weekend to the Hamptons. Jenna gifts all of the girls these, like, lingerie pieces. And Jessel's, I mean, it was honestly, like, not the most flattering on her. And it didn't look the best. It was, it kind of was, like, a little bit bigger on her and didn't, like, fit her figure. But it was green. And she was like, I look like a Christmas tree. I hate it. I look so bad. Like, you know, I don't feel like myself at all. Like, just kept ragging on this lingerie piece that Jenna gave her. And, like, a lot of things that she was saying were kind of, like, tone deaf. Not really, like self-aware and talking about how bad her life was even though like Bryn and Sai's upbringings were not the best like Sai her mom was an alcoholic her mom recently passed away she grew up very broke Bryn you know similar story like her grandparents and like other family members basically raised her she didn't grow up with anything um she was like a half black woman who grew up in a predominantly white community like there's just a it wasn't like you know, just because Jessel has gone through things, or sorry, just because Sai and Bryn have gone through things doesn't mean that Jessel's trials and tri- like tribulations, challenges are irrelevant and don't, you know, don't matter. It doesn't mean that at all. But she was just there. She was tone deaf. She didn't read the room a lot of times when she was like telling stories about her upbringing. But overall, like I really like Jessel now. Like I think she just like doesn't, she doesn't mean bad. She really does mean well, but she just is a little clueless sometimes. I think she's innocent. Her her husband, Pobbit, is a little strange to me. Basically, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. But, like, now I am kind of finding them pretty endearing. Like, basically, the, there was, like, this drama at the end of the season with Pavit, uh, Jessel's husband, where he was going to fly to um, – oh, my God, now I'm forgetting the – was it Vietnam? He was going to fly abroad to, like – gosh, was it Vietnam? Now I'm, like, blanking and it's bothering me. Um, either way, he was flying abroad to a country – like, an Asian country for miles – on his, like like ticket air miles um and everyone was like that's so weird like he was basically going there for like 24 hours or like three days or something like something absurd to travel 24 hours for he just went there for that and thailand it was thailand but everyone was like ragging on him and then now it's like not seeming as bad i don't know basically jessel's like he wants to go get miles and he needed to take this trip. He's done it multiple times. Like, people were ragging on him, ragging on their, them as a couple, saying that they're, you know, not a legit couple. But I don't know. Now I'm like, it's kind of, who cares? Um, I love Erin. I know that she can kind of be a shit stirrer, but I think she means well. I think she's really pretty, and I like her a lot. Like, I want to be friends with her. I feel like we would get along. Um, I feel like that, like, people either, like, hate or love her, but I really love her. Um I love Jenna. I don't know what it is about her. I just, I find her endearing. I love her. I feel like she has like this maternal, like calming energy to her. And yeah, I don't know. Even if she sat there and and said nothing, I would still love her. Sai annoys me because of how like mean she is to everyone. Like she was so rude to Jessel. She's been rude to Bryn, to Aaron, to like Jenna, to like everyone, honestly. And I, I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I think she took more accountability than she ever did in the most recent episode of the reunion. So she like, she got, you know, talking through everything with her mom, saying how she feels like it's her fault that her mom died. And it does make a lot of sense, like why she feels and why she acts the way she does. So now I have a little bit more, you know, empathy for her. And I think I can understand more of like why she has acted the way that she has. I also just don't think that it excuses it. And I think she needs to like seriously go to therapy, but I want, I would love to see a different side of Sai. Um, Uba is, I like Uba. She's funny. She's fiery. She adds like a f- different like dynamic to the group. Like just, she has, her personality is a lot different from the other girls. I don't like how she's been like flip-flopping her moods towards, especially Aaron. Um, on, in the reunion, it was a little weird how she was like going after Aaron and then saying how good of a person she was. Like it was very bizarre just been like super hot and cold so I'm like what's going on there but I really like her I think she's fun Bryn also super fun I love her um I don't know like I'm I'm hesitant to say like I just kind of feel like sometimes it's like a little like over the top and like too much but I think like she just like carries a lot of like you know sadness and weight on her so I'm interested to like see next season and see how different sides of her personality come out and we get like to see more layers of her. I know she was very vulnerable this season, but I feel like there's still more to uncover. Um, yeah. And then same thing with Jessel. I, 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 I like her now. I overall, I like the real housewives of New York, like the new cast, but I don't think it's, I don't think you can compare the old Rahoni because I absolutely loved the old cast of Rahoni. Like they are my fa- like one of my favorite franchises fucking love Sonia. I love Ramona. I love Luann. Um, I loved Bethany. Obviously she's not there anymore, but like I loved so many of the cast members 
And I just think that they have such a freaking funny dynamic. And I truly loved watching them on my TV. So it was really sad for me when the new cast came around. But I love them like a lot. It's just it's very new New York. I feel like the New York that we were watching with the old cast wasn't really as relatable. But I'm really into it. I just think you have to separate the two. You can't like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah, you can't compare them because I think they're just very different. All right, next, let's talk about Southern Charm. So like many others, I'm pretty shocked by Taylor's behavior. I, so if you don't know, if you haven't watched or you're not caught up, basically in Southern Charm, Taylor has just taken such a 180 from like how we've seen her in previous seasons. So she and Olivia became like besties. And I wonder if I think Olivia started last season, but her and Olivia have become friends. Olivia was dating Austin. Austin and Taylor started becoming friends. And as we know, Taylor was dating Shep, who and Shep and Austin are friends. So after Taylor and Shep broke up, allegedly Austin and Taylor became closer. Olivia and Austin were on the outs. They weren't really talking. And then all of a sudden... Taylor and Austin started becoming like, I don't know, just like closer and bonding over the fact that they were going through breakups and sharing, yeah, a different bond. I don't know. Like, so basically one night, and I think this happened when they were in New York for the reunion of Southern Charm from last season, they kissed and they had talked about like, you know, is this the real deal? Like, should we date? Should we even entertain this? And they had both talked to their families about it. And came up, came to the conclusion that they probably weren't going to do that. They would just, like, end up hurting people. And now it's coming out this season that, you know, Taylor had lied about this all this time to Olivia. Taylor initially told Olivia that they had talked about potentially being together. They never did anything. And then it came out later that they actually did kiss. And both Shep and Olivia are really upset. Olivia ends up being... um like forgiving Austin a little bit more, but we'll get to that. But Shep it definitely ends up being way more forgiving of Taylor. And I think it's almost like, oh, we're even because like I cheated on you and like I treated you badly and I broke your heart. But now I'm going to be forgiving to you. So like, I don't feel like as much of an asshole. That's kind of my take on it. But anywho, Olivia's brother unexpectedly passes away in this season. And we had heard about this on the news when it initially happened, but now in this season, we're seeing it play out in real time. And we're kind of seeing how the whole cast and like all of them bond together to support Olivia and how Taylor feels a little bit awkward because of how everything went down. And this was what I was so curious to watch because I just knew that there was like so much more to, you know, to see like how everything would play out and more to the story. And I can't imagine how Taylor must be feeling, how like awkward she must feel. But even more so, I obviously can't imagine how terrible Olivia must feel about losing her brother and losing her brother while they were filming. I mean, it's just my heart goes out to her, but and then having all these complicated feelings with what was going on with Taylor and Austin. But basically what we've seen so far play out is that like Taylor is still pissed or sorry, Olivia is still pissed at Taylor. But Austin starts like, you know, offering a supportive hand because he also lost a sibling and, you know, they're kind of bonding. She said it was easier to forgive him because she expected that from him. But Taylor, she's still pissed at, but she's like going to work on mending that relationship. Now, 
What we don't know, and I don't know if we see this play out in this season because I think it was after filming happened, but Taylor's brother actually also passed away um, in later months. So we know that they have that to have bonded over. So I'm not sure if their friendship has mended because of of that, but I do think there's more Taylor drama that we will see, Taylor and Olivia drama that we will see. But I'm wondering if, you know, Taylor also losing a brother will have like bonded them closer and um, if they'll just kind of like drop their, their beef because of that. So I don't know, but I'm shocked at the, like at Taylor's behavior, quite honestly. But at the same time, I do feel like she, in the last episode owned everything and she had sent like a nude video to Whitney when she, I guess when she got her boob job, I was like reading context clues on that one, but when she got a boob job, boob job, she like sent a mass snap or mass like text to people, um, showing her a boob job, I guess. And Whitney's got this photo and yeah I think that like Taylor while everyone's like dogging on her I think she was taking accountability owning up to it saying the reason why she did it saying she's been going through a hard time she's working on things she's not you know perfect so I don't know I'm not as mad at her now after seeing her take accountability but it is a little weird just everything that's been happening but like people are human I don't know I'm trying to put myself in both both people's shoes like Olivia's shoes and Taylor's shoes we also just got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills back, which I'm so happy about. That's one. That's my second favorite franchise behind New York. And I love Kyle. I love Erica. I love Dorit. I love um, who else? I think those are like my favorite. But I'm sad about Lisa Renna not being back this season. She's like my all-time favorite. Um, I So basically what's happened so far, which we've only had like one episode – is the Kyle and Mauricio drama where, you know, it just, it definitely feels tense. Like I can feel it. I can feel their feelings as if I was like in a place. Cause you know, everyone can put themselves there. Like you're at a, the end of a relationship where things just like aren't clicking anymore. It doesn't feel right. You kind of like have the ick about the other person because you just like know what you know. And it's just like, you, you don't feel like the connection is there. And you can definitely read that in their body language and how they in- interacted. And it was just weird. That was at the end of the episode. But like basically none of these women have seen each other in like six months. And well, actually, that's probably a stretch, but they're definitely not as close. It seems in this season than they have been in previous seasons. So Dorit is like expressing frustration for for PK right now. Um, Kyle's not drinking. Garcelle got like reamed out by her son which I thought was really sad to like watch because as a parent I'm sure that would be like the hardest thing to hear um what else Erica and Dorit got into it about the thing that Erica said at BravoCon where she thought that like her and PK Dorit and PK would be like the next couple to break up which is really weird that it's foreshadowing and like now we're getting drama that Dorit and PK have actually been split up for a few months or like they're separating and they were trying to keep it quiet for the sake of the show, but very weird and how like timing and how this has all happened because it literally we got news of PK and Dorit sp- splitting pretty much right after the Erica or this episode aired where Erica had said that. And that happened at BravoCon last year. Um, so, it, you know, they separated pretty much a year after the episode aired, but still it's just it's very weird timing. Um, don't love that Erica said that, but like, I don't know. It's like you, you signed up for this job. So it's like, 
you know, what are you going to say? But I don't know if it was like my best friend. I don't think I would say that. I don't know. Even if I thought it, I think that's kind of like a shady thing to do. And the whole, oh my God. Okay. I need to move on from Real Housewives of Beverly, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But I need to say before I move on the whole thing with Erica asking her therapist or whoever that was about how she can show empathy. She's like, how do I do that? Like, how do I basically, how do I have feelings for another person? Like, how do I put myself in their shoes? How do I have empathy? And they were the person, like the woman was like explaining it to Erica. I literally filmed it and I was like, oh my God, this is so awkward for her that she literally doesn't know how to, she's a 40 or 50 something year old woman and doesn't know how to show empathy. Like that's a little, that's a little unself-aware and yeah, it didn't make her look so good, but she seems like a good friend. I don't, I don't know though, obviously. I only have a limited amount of information. All right, moving on. So Salt Lake City, the real housewives of Salt Lake City. I actually haven't been like uh, keeping up as much with Salt Lake City this season as I have in like other seasons, but it is honestly one of my favorites. Like I'm so glad that we have this franchise because I really love all of the ladies. Um, and I, yeah, I just think, I think it's good. I think Monica was an amazing hire for this season. Um, I think Meredith is an, is annoying me this season. Cause I feel like she's not owning anything. She's just like lashing out at everyone. Angie, I didn't like at first. Cause I think she stirs the pot and she like steps on people's toes. And I don't, I, it's like, I sometimes can't trust her, but in recent episodes, she's really started to like warm up to me. Like, I feel like I'm seeing more of a genuine side of her. Um, Whitney, I feel like is just constantly stirring the pot, but I always love her. Um, Lisa is just cracking me up. Like she's a great personality hire. Um, she's just a unique, a unique gal. Also don't know. Well, actually I was going to say, I don't know how much I trust her, but I don't know. Actually, I feel like she might be kind of trustworthy. Um, who else am I missing? Heather is like one of my all time favorites. I just like want to be besties with her. I want to tell her my whole life story and just hug her and like laugh and just joke around. I love Heather. Um, what else? Okay. Monica. Yeah. I feel like she was a really good hire this season because of like the whole drama that she had. Like she was used to work for Jen. She knew about like the whole Jen scamming people thing. She was a witness in her case. And I think Monica just like serves the tea, but she's also like such a fun personality. And I think that she really adds like a different dynamic to the group because she doesn't like come from a lot and she's like more relatable and that like she can't go and buy all these like um, insanely expensive things. There was some drama. Like I didn't watch the most recent episode, so I probably like don't have the best information about this, but I'll just tell you what just happened. So basically Monica's mom posted something to social media saying that like whatever story Monica was telling in the most recent episodes was false and basically saying that Monica when she was growing up, I think she was saying how like her mom wasn't the best mom, um, didn't like take care of her. It wasn't as hands on. And Monica's mom posted to her story or her, her social media saying like, I don't think Monica remembers how things were. I just, it was weird as hell to me. Like my mom would never go on social media talking against me. Even if, even if I painted my mom in the worst light, she would never do that. My mom would call me and take it up with me because that's the only thing that matters. And just weird behavior all around from Monica's mom. Like this, the, the episode where they went to like the nursing home when, 
like the way that Monica's mom was acting, it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. So, but I, I, I like her. I, I like Monica. I think she was a good, a, a good add to the cast. All right, next. Some unrelated to Bravo news. Oh, actually, wait, I need to say one more thing about Bravo. So Teddy Mellencamp and Kyle Richards came on Watch What Happens Live right after um, the Re- Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season aired. And that was crazy. Like, I didn't realize that Andy Cohen hates Teddy Mellencamp so much. Like, she, he was blatantly being rude to her and not, like, giving her the time of day. But Teddy was also, like, really, like, pulling for storylines and trying to be relevant and trying to be funny and, like, I don't know, get a contract or something. Like, I don't know. It was it was not looking good for Teddy. But Andy was also being blatantly rude to her and it was very awkward and uncomfortable and, like, tense. But it's like, why invite her on the show then, you know? Um, but it's funny cause I always think like Andy does have to, he, he likes quick answers, I think. And I think when you're on that network, especially when you're on a live show at night, you need to be quick with your answers. Um, but like for reunions and things like that, like he just doesn't hide his emotions and he, he just says it like it is and goes deep. But I have, like, pictured myself on either, like, Watch What Happens Live or, like, on the reunion couch or just interacting with him in general. And I have, like, visual, like, put myself there visually and said to myself, like, Delaney, you can't be upset or offended by anything he says or anything he responds to you because he does it to everyone else. And, like, whenever I meet him in real life, I'm just going to have to, you know, deal with however he responds to me and know that that's not my issue. And, yeah, if I'm ever on Watch What Happens Live, I promise I'll try to have concise answers. So that is my promise to you. Okay, moving on. Um, I'll I'll get out of Delulu land for, for now. Okay, Kim Kardashian. She is doing it. She's doing the most, as always. So today, Kim Kardashian announced her a partnership with the NFL. Or wait, oh my God, fake news. With the NBA, Go Sports. Um... Let me just pull it up for you. So Kim Kardashian today announced that she, that Skims is the official underwear line of the NBA. Okay. So introducing the Skims and NBA partnership, Skims is now the official underwear partner of the NBA and then the WNBA and um, USA Basketball. So I think this is absolutely genius. I made a TikTok video on it. Go watch it. But I think this is such a smart move. Like, I just don't think that some people hate on Kim Kardashian and like have absolutely like terrible things to say about her, but you cannot say that she is not a smart businesswoman, not a badass. Like you can't say that she's not creative. I just think that she really thinks outside the box and like is not afraid to try anything. And like she, she did not, she did SNL. She was really afraid to do that. She's on freaking American Horror Story this season. And like as a, like one of the main characters. So that's, insane and like awesome but she couldn't really promote it that much because of the the writer's strike so that I just and she was good I thought I mean it was hard for me to like separate her from Kim Kardashian in my mind but really good job and honestly she kind of did better than Emma Roberts in my opinion but just so cool how she like really tries different things she's obviously tried multiple different businesses she did the Marilyn Monroe thing for the Met Gala last year, like wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. She just really does things differently and thinks she pushes the she pushes the narrative. She pushes like outside the boundaries and like 
isn't afraid to poke the bear. And I just love that about her. So yeah, anyways, she Skims is now the official partner of the NBA. And I think that's just such a good business move. It came days after her releasing a Skims men's line. And she had like a bunch of athletes be like in the photo shoot and, and when she launched the line. And I just think this is so genius. And I, I couldn't be more proud of Kimberly. I think it's like she's just I aspire to have her ounce, like one ounce of her creativity. Anywho, okay, moving on. In some pretty saddening news, and I ha- hate to have to report on this, Matthew Perry passed away unexpectedly on Saturday, October 28th. And basically what we know so far is that he was in his home. So he had gone out to play pickleball in the morning for a couple of hours, apparently. And he came back to his home and sent his assistant out on an errand. And a couple hours later, when the assistant came back, he found him in his hot tub in his backyard and he had drowned. So we allegedly he went into cardiac arrest and then drowned in his hot tub. But it's it's stated in the police report or police said that there wasn't any there wasn't any foul play predicted. There wasn't um, any drugs at at the scene. Um, there was prescription drugs in his household, so they have to do a toxicology report. But like we know that Matthew Perry has had a history of alcoholism and addiction, and his memoir came out recently. I believe it was last year, and he talked about you know all of the times that he was he was like on something on you know when he was on Friends and just about his struggles with addiction. And it really like certain pieces didn't really paint him in the best light. I kind of remember when there was like some weird stories going around that rub people the wrong way, but he was like very brutally honest. And so we know he's had some struggles. So we don't really know if, you know, any alcohol or drugs were at play, but either way, it is just so sad and like a loss that has, has, we've, we've lost him too soon. It's, it really is so sad and he's going to be very missed. It's just, it's sad because it like, it feels like friends just aired and people like love it and feel so connected to it. But he did say that he doesn't want to be remembered from friends. He, and he said, said, I think it was in his memoir. The post is going around right now. So you might see it on the on the Internet or see people repost it. But he basically said, like, when I die, I know people will remember me for friends. But I do what you know, I would love to be remembered for, you know, the, the how I helped people and how I helped people face their addictions and alcoholism. And, you know, I hope that he is remembered that way and. I hope he is remembered for just being someone that like helped people and made people smile and such a tragic loss, honestly. Like it's really hard to to grasp and like think of that Matthew Perry of all people is gone. But I know there's a lot of tragic deaths going on in the world right now. And, you know, for the sake of this podcast being more like pop culture or self-help related, like I won't go too deep into that. But I know there are a lot of like tragic things happening in the world right now and it is just kind of a little bit of a scary place right now. Like there's a lot of shootings happening. There's a lot of really crazy things going on. And I want to try to keep it light and just talk about, you know, pop culture for this episode. But I'm just, I'm sending you all love and hugs right now. And yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm just, I'm literally trying to like send good energy through this microphone right now to you because a lot of heavy shit going on. And hopefully this can just uplift you and we can talk about you know, mindless pop culture shit for just, for just a little bit. 
Okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the Britney Spears book. I actually, so Daniel and I share an Audible account. We used to like both pay for it and then we get like more than one credit because when you pay for it, you get I think one credit a month and we were both paying for it. So we were getting two and then we would just like talk about what books we wanted to download. And then we ended up with way too many books. Like we had, we were in over our heads with what we could listen to and how much we could read. So I stopped mine, but now I think he has like a lot of credits backlogged. So I asked him if he could download the Britney Spears memoir for me. So I'm hoping that um, we can, we'll remember to do that today and then I could listen to it. And I kind of want to give like a debrief either like on the pod or on my TikTok and just talk about like, you know, everything going that like that happened in the book. But what we know about the book so far is that Britney had an abortion with Justin while she was dating Justin with Justin's baby when I think she was 19, but yeah, in their relationship. And the craziest thing is they dated like, I want to say like the end of the 90s, like the 1999, like 2002. That's so freaking long ago, you guys. That's literally 21 years ago and we're still talking about it. Like imagine being Jessica Biel and seeing people be Britney and Justin in that like denim, all denim outfit for Halloween. Like imagine you're dating or you're married to someone and have kids with them and people are being your husband's your husband and your husband's ex-girlfriend for Halloween. Like that's fucking weird. And justice for Jessica Biel. But anywho, so apparently Brittany had an abortion with Justin's baby. Also, she talks about like cheating rumors. There was like she had like cheated or been cheating on Justin with like one of her backup dancers or someone in the industry um, who looks very 2000s. When you see him, he has like frosted tips and like spiky hair but Justin Timberlake he had been cheating on Britney they had an abortion whatever he didn't want to be a dad at that time which like I can't blame them they were really young but also it's just like really sad and apparently the the song was it everywhere every gosh why can't I think of the name of it um basically there was a music video that was like kind of alluding to the the abortion and like what had gone on and then the Crimea River video from Justin apparently was like about Britney so we're just seeing like a lot of these a lot of these songs and references from a long time ago in a different light gosh what was the name of the song I need to look it up hold on okay I think the name was every time and in the music video Britney's like walking through a hospital and there's like a woman giving birth and stuff so like everyone's now thinking oh was this about Justin and making a nod to him yada 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 um so that's what's happened apparently they also talked about like the size of Justin's um his package and yeah they're airing a lot of drama they talk about like Britney talks about Jamie Lynn Spears being mean to her mom just like a lot of like drama around Jamie Lynn so I'm interested to learn about that also, Michelle Williams reads the book for Britney. It's not her. So that's kind of random. And if you don't know who Michelle is, look her up. I think she was on Dawson's Creek. She's like, she was fa- more famous in like the 2000s. But it's a little bit bizarre because all of the press that Britney's been doing has been via like email. Like she can't do any press right now. Um, she can't like travel, do any talk shows. And apparently the book was like written by someone else, but Britney told all the stories so it's like really what do we believe I don't know it's just it's all bizarre to me and like how Britney acts on social media and like why is no one speaking about it like why is no one being like what the hell is going on with Britney it's freaking weird and it makes me sad because I love her 
So I'm going to read that or listen to it rather. And I am going to do a debrief of it somewhere, either on the pod. I'm sure you'll hear me talk about it again, probably on TikTok as well. But I want to move on to my next and final story, which is Taylor and Travis. Obviously, we know that they've been hanging out a lot. They've been very, very public about their relationship. She wore a bracelet that said his number on it to the game. She's been hanging out with his parents. They've been going to dinner and gallivanting around New York City. Um, Travis bought a $6 million home in Kansas City so that they could have more privacy. But yeah. I've been loving seeing all the Taylor and Travis content, honestly. I know it's it's kind of getting to be a lot. But what I'm so curious about is how they're going to make their relationship work when she goes on tour. Because I think her first tour date in like internationally is November 9th, which is so soon. And it's so funny. I saw like a, I don't want to say she's like an older woman, but she's definitely like, I don't know, maybe in her 40s. I don't know. She posted this video, this woman posted a video on her TikTok and she was talking about like the timeline of Taylor's tour schedule and Travis's game schedule and like how they could potentially see each other. But Taylor is literally going to like Tokyo. She's going to Israel. She's going to New Zealand. She's going to um, Australia. She's going to South America. She's going to Europe. She's going to be all over the place. Like it is going to be stressful and tiring. And I know she flies all over the country in the U.S. and now to, like, go hang out with her friends. Like, she'll literally be in New York one day and L.A. the next just to go to dinner, I swear. And then she'll be in Kansas City the next day. But, like, if I was that wealthy, I guess I'd be doing the same thing. But I'm like, aren't you tired? Like, literally, aren't you tired? And I feel like when you go out to dinner in New York, you're not going out to dinner until, like, 8 p.m. and going home and getting in bed. And, you know, you're going out until, like, midnight, I swear. So... She's been all over the place. She's been busy, busy bee, and she must have a really great team where she can, like, get IVs every day and be health conscious because, like, damn, she's going to be a tired, sleepy girl. At least I know I would be. So I'm curious about how they're going to make this relationship work when she goes on tour because she's literally going to be on tour for, like, a year. And I know she's going to get, like, some breaks here and there, and I think she's going to have a break for Christmas the last time I checked, but, like, November to, like... Pretty much next year, she's going to be gone. So I'm interested to see how they'll make things work. This woman, let me see if I can find the video. Okay, her name is Stacy. I found the video. And her username is Y-E-K, or sorry, Y-E-C-A-T-S-E-H-T. I don't even know how the heck you'd pronounce that. Anywho, so she posted this video about Taylor Swift with literally an Excel doc of Taylor and Travis's schedules. And she was like working out when they could see each other. So if you want to go look that up, it's on TikTok and you can see how they could potentially see each other. Or you could just go and do your own research and look up their schedules. I think I might be psycho and do that because, yeah, I'm curious as hell. Like, how do these two people make this work? How do famous people make the relationships work in general? Like, it makes me sad when I have to go away from Daniel for like four days. Like, I'm going to Ohio Thursday to Sunday and I'm like sad about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I never see you. Because I'm going out of town the following weekend, too, to visit my cousins, which I'm excited about. But any Hoosiers, um, yeah, I'm curious, like, how are they going to make the relationship work? And sound off in the comments if you're curious about that, like I am. Um, all right. I think that's, like, the main stories. I could go on and on, honestly, and probably talk more and more about all things pop culture. Because, as we know, it's my passion. And 
I literally just opened my phone and I'm I got like 72 new followers and one of my videos is popping off right now and I'm like a little scared because people are tagging Taylor Swift and I'm like oh my god she's gonna think I'm such a creeper if she sees this video but that's the price you pay you gotta be you gotta be yourself out here all right everyone I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and remember to be the star of the show and don't care what people say or think about you just go and do whatever you love if you think something's cringe if you think people are going to say shit about you behind your back who cares if you love something go for it and go after it because life's too short as we've realized in the past few weeks life is way too short and terrible things are happening so it's like why not just live your best life while you have the privilege to do so that is the point of life is to be ourselves express ourselves and soak it all up while we're while we have time here on this planet so Go be incredible. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time on the Star of the Show podcast. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.